Looking for a fun night out with friends or family? Visit Sprawl Lanes located on Sprawl Road next to the Dairy Queen. Voted best place to bowl in Delaware County by the Daily Times, Sprawl Lanes is equipped with 36 lanes with automatic scoring, a sound system, full-service snack bar, an arcade, and pro shop. Sprawl Lanes offers a variety of open bowling specials, package deals, and leagues for the casual or more serious bowler. Interested in having a birthday party? Choose from three different packages that will make your special occasion a memorable one. Stop by the center or visit the website at www.sprawlanes.com for pricing information or to book your next experience. Speak with one of the qualified staff members by calling 610-544-4524 today. Zach's Hamburgers is a proud sponsor of Marple Newtown Football. Come visit any of our five restaurants located all across Delaware County in Aston, Crumlin, Havertown, Folsom, and Media. Determine for yourself why Zach's Hamburgers was voted the best hamburgers in Delaware County. Our family atmosphere, fresh ground beef, and sandwiches cooked to order are one of a kind. Don't forget to ask about the burger of the month as well as the Sunday special. For more information, visit our website at www.zacksburgers.com. Come taste the difference at Zach's Hamburgers. And go Tigers! Greg Pecco, Steve Reynolds, Athletic Director Dennis Reardon here with you. Start of the fourth quarter. Marple leads 20-7. to they are at their own 28 on second down and two here with Rosanio and DeFabio in the backfield binder. The wing back. It is a handoff to Rosanio. Bounces it to the outside. Crosses the 30, and he looks like he has the first down with his forward progress, Steve. Yeah, Rosanio gets the ball in the belly dive, takes up the middle, and looks like he picks up enough for a Tigers first down. And uh, Dennis, as we were talking at break, uh, at halftime, you're honoring uh, a few uh, players from each team, student-athletes, uh, the six pillars. Take us through a little bit of that. What we do is we ask a coach uh, from each level of each program to nominate kids who have displayed the most character during the season. And then we like to honor them in front of our student body to show them just what, what great kids we have. And movement or a timeout here is there's no flag down before this one. I met with our, our winner coaches the other day. And I said to them, um, as a parent, snap a fraction, offense, first down. As a parent, I can't think of a better way for have to have your child honored as as just being a kid of great character. And and it makes it's really a pleasure for me because it's those kids who really give their heart and soul to this thing. So it's first down here and fifteen. We'll talk more about that in one moment as we await this play here for Davis and the Tigers as they lead 20-7 to in this fourth quarter, 11-22 to go. Binder steps up as a wing. DeFabio steps back on first and 15. It's a handoff to Rosanio. Tries to bounce it to the outside. A couple Lions there. They bring him down for a loss on the play. And no, nothing doing there as number 46 for the Lions. John George in on the tackle. Rosanna getting the ball in the belly dive, but nowhere to go. And as you as you mentioned, you, Dennis, the six pillars of character. You know, this is just sports are just sports at the end of the day. But a lot of that, you know, as well as I do from coaching youth athletics, a lot of times it's it's building a kid's character that's probably the most important thing. Absolutely, they're the lessons that are going to fuel them for the rest of their life. As as basically, what is it? One tenth of one percent actually make it as a pro. It, it's what you teach the kids along the way that's the most important. Davis under center, binder in motion far side here on second down. DeFabio up the middle, scoots up the middle, finds a hole, picks up good yardage. Looks like it'll be third down and eight. 
to Fabio getting the ball there on the counter play. Coach Justin drawing up the counter, up the middle, catching the defense off guard. And to Fabio, who's come all late in the season, the senior picks up a good chunk of yards there. And uh, Dennis, we brought on uh, past couple weeks. We brought on alumni. We had uh, John Ritacki on, Jeff Brooks last week. This week we brought on Mike Ritacki just to talk about the freshman team and uh, how he was honored for the Six Pillars Award. Freshman team had a great season, great season. They lost two games the entire year, two tough games. I think it was to Radner and Upper Darby. Davis looks to throw on third down. He's flushed from the pocket, has to step up, and he gets back to the original line of scrimmage. That'll bring up fourth down here. And, and go ahead, Dennison. Yeah, I mean, the future's bright. Our junior class, we have a lot of kids out here playing in the junior class. Uh, you have Mike White, you have Ross Binder, Zach Falcone went down with an injury. He'll be back next year. So there, there's definitely some strength. Obviously, the quarterback, Tommy Davis, is coming back. And then you have some talented sophomores and then, and then a heap of freshman players coming up. So there's going to be some competition next year. Always good to have strong young players. they got plenty of time this year. Corey Powers punt. One of those seniors, it's a punt that's going to go out of bounds on the far side of the field. Looks like they're going to mark it at the 39. And back to that, Dennis. Tommy Davis, we've praised him all year long. He's got a strong arm, but the most impressive thing I've seen all season, he's very smart. Doesn't force anything. Doesn't take sacks. Uh, doesn't throw many interceptions, turnovers. He, When nothing's there, he either throws it away, tucks it in, and gains some yards. You, you hit it right on the head, Steve. Every time I talk to Coach Junta, the one thing he goes back to is how smart Tommy is and what a grasp of the offense that he has. Um, he got a year under his belt here, got his feet wet. I think the future's bright for him next year. Shane Donnelly, three wide receiver, single back set. Donnelly under center, two receivers near side, one to the far side. Donnelly, a three-step drop. They're going to have to throw here. He has to step up as he's under pressure. He's going to cross the line of scrimmage. He's going to pick up about four or five yards before he's brought down on the far side of the field. R.J. Klein in on the tackle. But uh, H, uh, Craig Hamilton, the senior captain, does a great job there. As Donnelly saw a receiver, Hamilton jumped up in the air, uh, caused some disruption there, and Donnelly decides to tuck it in and uh, gets tackled by Klein. That was reminiscent of one Steve Reynolds back in the day, <laughs> bringing it from the defensive end position. And after this play, I want to ask you, Dennis, about the winter sports coming up and what we can expect from Marple Newtown's athletics during the winter. Donnelly, three wide receiver, single back set, two to the near side, hand off the ball tips, he shakes one man as a flag down, this looks like the area of holding, but while we wait for that, Dennis, uh, what, do we, what can we expect from Marple Newtown this winter? Well, I guess it starts out with our uh, Central League Championship Wrestling Program, I'm Marcos Catracazas is out here on the football team, he does a great job here, he'll be one of the guys coming back to add to a strong group that they have returning. Um, Boys basketball is going to have a young team. They graduated a lot of guys, but they have a good good new coach in, Brian Shane. Uh, girls Holding. basketball team. Offense. Ten yards. Second down. Girls basketball team is uh, returning a strong core. They should be competitive in the Central League, hopefully making the Central League playoffs. Um, and, of course, we always have some talented tra indoor track runners as well as uh, some swimmers and divers. So this will be second and 15 from the Lions' own 34. Three wide receivers near side after that holding penalty. Donnelly looks to throw on a dump screen pass far side of the field to number 14, Trusty. Picks up about half of what they lost, and it's going to bring up third down. And Dennis, as you talk about the uh, indoor sports and winter sports, uh, we had the opportunity, me and Greg, to do the basketball game last year. Beautiful facilities, 
Take us through what's uh, going on besides the gym. I saw, I hear about the new rate room. Tell us about that. I'm glad you hit on that because when you were talking to me about Tommy Davis, my first thought was a kid like Tom can really benefit from our new weight room facility. Uh, it was named in honor of former physical education teacher Alan Jones. Uh, we were able to supplement a good deal of equipment in there. It, it looks like you're at an LA Fitness. It's a beautiful facility. Donnelly, four wide receiver shotgun set, throws far side of the field, low, incomplete. And as you mentioned, the new facilities, uh, I know you're also the vice pre- vice principal here as well, and you have the new auditorium open up. That's uh, pretty exciting from what I understand from executive producer Jim Olsman. Absolutely. The auditorium looks phenomenal. Um, I mean, the entire building. I know guys like Steve, when they come back to see the facility, haven't graduated just a few years ago, they don't, they don't even recognize it. And our superintendent had a vision. The vision was to have the facility match the quality of our students and our athletes. And I think now we have a facility that we can be every bit of as proud of as we are of our students. Fourth down here for Pencrest, 7.15 to go fourth quarter. They've had to go to the pass a lot here in this one. Shotgun, Donnelly looks to throw near side, then throws far side off of the hands of Young. Incomplete turnover on downs for Marple Newtown. Good job by the Tigers there as uh, number 62 for the Tigers. Andrew McHale, who is in on a uh, pass play on the last possession of Pencrest, broke up a play on fourth down, in on another fourth down, and the Tigers regain possession. And, Dennis, uh, how, how many players are, are multiple sport athletes on this football team? Uh, there are a lot of good athletes out there. Uh, I, I, a guesstimate, I would have to say probably at least, at least half. At least half. I know I know a number of them are baseball players. You have a lot of lacrosse players. you got some wrestlers. So our kids, we, we tap into our kids more than one season. We have to. DeFabio on the handoff end around, and as they play both ways here, uh, you, know, you mentioned it's always a numbers game with with high school athletics and and being a three A school. A lot of guys have to play both ways, and and you know I guess the the endurance that some of these football players build up helps them play those multiple sports going forward. No question. I think you guys have probably seen since day one here in the beginning of the season with Academy Park, the conditioning of the boys. It's evolved as the season has gone on. Um, you know, you got a guy like Craig Hamilton. He's on the field the entire time. In two weeks, he'll be on the basketball court. So he's in good shape. Uh, Corey will be out there doing it with him. Tommy Davis will be out there. And one of the unsung guys, you know, I, I was just thinking as I saw him run back onto the field. Rosanio on the handoff here quickly and only gets a couple yards. Eddie Graham on that offensive line has had a solid season. He's kind of been a rock up there. Um, with with some guys going in and out of the lineup due to injury and being shuffled around, he's been a steady performer up up front for the Tigers all season. Yeah, without a doubt, Eddie Graham's uh, done a great job on the O line, making pathways for Rosanio Binder, Binder and uh, DeFabio. Third down and four for Marple from the Lions, thirty-eight as they lead twenty to seven. Under six minutes here to go in the football game. Davis with Binder. And Rosanio in the backfield to Fabio, a wing on the far side. Handoff fake to Rosanio, gives to DeFabio, end around. He's got the edge across the 30, 25, 21, man to beat, 10, 5. Nobody's going to get him. Touchdown, Marple Newtown. Great fake there by Tommy Davis and Rosanio. They fake the belly uh, dive, hands it off to the sweep to DeFabio. Same play he scored on at Upper Derby for the game-winning touchdown. DeFabio takes it to the house. And again, he comes, came on so strong at the end of the year, 
continues to do it tonight. Touchdown Tigers. Kind of perfect timing there, Dennis. When you talk about the injuries, Austin DeFabio steps up in place of Mike White the second half of this season and does a great job. Yeah, and his confidence has grown exponentially in the past few weeks since probably the upper derby game. Um, he's running the ball with a little more authority. Pizzotti's kick is missed as he's under pressure. And that's a 26-7 lead for Marple Newtown here with five minutes to go. We'll be back in one moment. You're listening to Marple Newtown Football on the Tigers Radio Network. Suffering from back or neck pain, injury, or headaches? The Advanced Chiropractic Center and Dr. Tom Graziano have been serving Marple Newtown and Delaware County residents for over 15 years. Dr. Tom Graziano enjoys helping his patients without drugs or surgery. He takes a gentle approach, utilizes current techniques, and has several massage therapists on staff. Advanced Chiropractic Center accepts all kinds of insurances, including most HMOs, as well as accident cases. It is the mission of Advanced Chiropractic Center to take their time with all of their patients and give them the care they deserve. Do you have a question? Just mention that you heard about Dr. Tom Graziano from the Tigers Radio Network or Marple Newtown Football for a free consultation. Call the Advanced Chiropractic Center at 610-356-2300. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network on MarpleNewtownFootball.com. Greg Pecco, Steve Reynolds here with you, along with Athletic Director from Marple Newtown, Dennis Reed. And Tigers lead 26-7 to after the DeFabio run for a touchdown there. Nick Pizzotti to kick off here from the 40. Pizzotti's kick is an end-over-end, picked up very short at the 25 on the far side of the field by Pencrest. A big hole for number 33 of Pencrest, Diego Soto, who goes down to the 30 of Marple Newtown there. And he appears to be down on the field with, with this injury timeout here. Steve, Steve will keep it here with Dennis. And um, certainly, uh, obviously don't want to see anybody get hurt on the last game of the season. But going forward, Dennis, uh, anything in particular that that's, uh, should be of note for people out there at Marple Newtown? Uh, absolutely. I think, you know, one of the things that has really created an awesome environment here at the, our home football games in addition to our team, we've had a great student section this year. Our band has been phenomenal with their new uniforms. They look great. And what you guys do and bring to the program here in the booth, behind the voice of the Tigers over here, Mr. Allsman, and this production here by the Tigers Radio Network, you guys have done a super job, and you add to the Marble Newtown High School football game experience. Well, thank you, Dennis. Yeah, we, we appreciate We enjoy that. it a lot. Um, and, you know, one of the things uh, – I know from from coaching, and, and Steve can attest to this as well a bit, and I'm sure you know, uh, volunteers are always needed. If, if someone wants to get involved with whether it be the football boosters or any program here in Marple Newtown, uh, where can where can parents or kids go? Any, uh, They can contact us at the athletic office of the high school. Our email address is right on the webpage. Um, we're fortunate that we do have a strong support group here of people who give their time and, and it's the added contribution of everybody that makes the whole picture and, and as I stand here I'm looking out I see our cheerleaders all freshmen this year uh, really young team and um, we're looking forward to great things from those girls as competitive cheerleaders through the years Donnelly a pass in the flat to Clay Anderson he picks up about six or seven yards and along with that uh, surprising to hear that that the entire cheerleading group is, is all freshmen this, this year um, Certainly uh, a def- different dynamic for that. Not Usually you see a lot of schools have different age groups, but uh, 
Yeah, they got hit hard by graduation. A couple girls decided to focus on other things like uh, swimming or track, and they put their time and training into that. But it's exciting. We have a great young group of girls. Donnelly, three wide receiver set, single band in the backfield. Donnelly, play action, looks to throw far side of the field. It is caught by Trusty for a first down to the Tiger 16. And Dennis, uh, talk about the the boosters put together the uh, book for for the football team every year another great year for that and added some new sponsors this year as well absolutely um we're, we're fortunate in this community people really rally behind the football program and the boosters are such an active part of that it, it really just adds to the experience donnelly under center single back three wide receivers to the far side first and 10 428 to go from the tiger 16 donnelly three-step drop and he's immediately hit by kevin rafferty for a loss steve and uh, right there was Corey Power coming off the edge, a senior captain, doing a great job all year. And, uh, you know, something you can attest to, Dennis, uh, as you saw in that last kickoff, he's the one that tracked down the runner. So he's done that all year long, no matter uh, if it's been a big game for the opposing team or a big loss for the Tigers. Um, he's always hustled, uh, run downfield, and made big plays. Steve, you can attest to the fact that at whatever level you're playing, any coach appreciates a kid who gives the same level of effort every single day. When when the coaches put in their game plan, there are a handful of kids out there like Corey Power who they don't need to worry about anything. They're going to be where they're supposed to be when they're supposed to be there. And uh, with a timeout here, we will take a quick back break and be back in one moment with more from Marple Newtown High School. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network. Another coffee shop? No, not at all. Burlap and Bean is a family-owned and operated coffee house. What's the difference? Well, for starters, ambiance. You walk in through the front door, and the first thing you want to do is flop onto their overstuffed leather couch. From your comfortable seat, you'll notice that the walls have been richly painted with the warm colors of fall and host local artwork that rotates monthly. Sit back, take a deep breath in, and let the fragrant aroma of freshly roasted fair trade organic coffee beans roasted on the premises. Donnelly looking to throw. He's got Trusty deep, well out of reach of Trusty on second down and very long here. Greg Pecco, Steve Reynolds here with you, Marple Newtown High School, along with athletic director Dennis Reardon. And we've discussed a whole bunch of things here tonight, and the, the Tigers football, you know, they, tonight basically they can be 5-5 five and five to end the Central League season with this Pencrest game if they hold on here and win. And it's been, as as we've talked about, a young squad, I think 18 juniors we, we looked at at the beginning of the season, and, and they've continued to advance. And Steve was in a similar situation, and, and just trying to get back to 500 is a good start heading into next season. Absolutely. And you know these a lot of these games have could have gone either way, uh, especially the first game of the year against Academy Park. Donnelly out of the shotgun, empty backfield, five wide receiver. Looks to throw. He's under some pressure. It's a screen pass intended for Trusty, but knocked down by, it looks like, was that Vezco? Joe Vezco, another senior captain, a leader of this team, uh, making a great play there. And another game, Haverford had the lead at halftime, got stopped on first and goal twice, uh, didn't, wasn't able to punch in. And then last week you saw against Springfield they had an opportunity to win. Right, and, and you know, at the end of this season here, you look at the fact that when we played the teams of similar size to us in terms of their classification, we're in every one of those games. We, we beat a team, Upper Darby, who's as big as any school in the state, and then we're competitive. The only one bad game we have is Garnet Valley, and we were banged up. Banged up, and Garnet Valley has full squads. <laughs> Donnelly out of the shotgun, rolls to the near side. Pass is incomplete, flagged down. 
in the area of interference. And as you mentioned, Garnet Valley, we talk about them. You just can't beat a numbers game. You can't teach numbers. Well, do you remember the movie, Jaws, in the movie when he sees the shark and he says, we're going to need a bigger boat? <laughs> well, when I went to put Garnet Valley's football team back in our large group instruction room, there were 112 of them. And I turned to the coach. I said, I think we're going to need a bigger room. <laughs> Wait for the official call from Larry Solar. Yeah, they look like the, uh, the first infantry rolling in <laughs> onto the beaches in Normandy. So... Head official Larry Solar trying to get the official call here. So here we go. Here he's ready to go. Pass interference. Defense. That's half the distance to the goal. Automatic first down. So 26-7. Marple leads 3.58 to go. This will be first down and goal for Garnet, or Garnet Valley for Pencrest. Um, here, Steve. Yeah, and uh, Marble trying to make a stop here, up 26-7. to uh, These seniors, last time under the lights, they want to go out strong. If they hold the lead here, they'll uh, ju- uh, be able to do just that. Steve, I don't think it's a coincidence. The last couple big plays have been made by those seniors who don't want to let Pencrest in the end zone for this last drive here. First down and 10 for Pencrest. Donnelly fakes the handoff, tries to run himself. Corey Power almost on him. Now Parker Moss trying to run him down. And on the far side of the field, he is brought down by number 10, R.J. R.J. Klein. Klein. Yeah, I believe he's another senior uh, stepping up tonight. Had a few tackles, makes a good play there as Donnelly tries to bounce to the outside, but Klein's there uh, to meet him. Speaking of bouncing, Parker Moss, a name you mentioned, he's bouncing off somebody all the time out there, (laughs) throwing his body around like a bowling ball. Um, Parker's battled some injuries this year too. He had the ankle, and early in the year he was suffering, suffering from cramps a lot in the first couple of games. But he's he's hung tough in battle. Three twenty-one to go. Second and six. I form for Donnelly and the Lions at the inside the Tigers' ten. Donnelly play action rolls out far side of the field, throws underneath, and they're going to say it is caught on the far side of the field by number forty-six. That's John George. Uh, Donnelly doing a great job there. Play action, bootleg, uh, finds his receiver. The three-year starter doing a good job tonight. And Parker Moss, as you said, Dennis, had a great year. But also the uh, junior linebacker, A.J. Cunningham, stepping up as well. Yeah, you know, I'm finding myself every time a new name comes up, I'm thinking, oh, man, I missed that guy. It has been a, a team effort. Third down and one for Pencrest. Donnelly hands off to Bottips. He bounces to the outside. He's going to get into the end zone. A touchdown for Pencrest here late in this one. And Bottips gets the handoff from Donnelly and just brings it up the middle across the end zone for a Pencrest touchdown to cut the lead 26-13, pending an extra point. Uh, might be too little, too late for the Lions. And, Dennis, uh, last year we talked a little bit earlier about the winter sports. Last year Steve and I were there for the grand opening of the new gym. Uh, it, raucous atmosphere. Uh, Going to have a similar home opener this year? I don't know about the home opener, but we are going to do a similar thing where we're going to put together a school video. The students are working on the production of that. Um, we just don't know the date yet of when we're going to unveil that. So we might do like a community night a little bit later in the season. Um, and I will say this as well. Uh, for the first time in, since its infancy, which is now the, the 10th year of the Potter Cup at the middle school, uh, our high school will now be hosting it. Uh, I believe it's January 18th. It's a Friday night. For anyone uh, who doesn't know, the Potter Cup is an all-school event between Paxton Hollow Middle School and Haverford that has raised over a quarter million dollars for Alex's Lemonade Stand in nine years. Very impressive. Um, what is that? A, a basketball game? 
What it is is uh, the two middle schools compete in girls basketball, boys basketball, and wrestling with the winner of the majority of those events taking home the prestigious Potter Cup. Um, but there's also much more. You have your band, your choir from each school. There's a teacher. There's a joint pep rally. We have guest speakers. Uh, there, we've had teacher dances. It's, it's a huge, huge production. 2,000 screaming middle school kids all in the same place. Gonzalez onside kick. Marple is on it. They recover here with 3.02 to go. So I guess essentially it would kind of be Marple Newtown's version of, of, of a Penn State thon. Absolutely. Um, the idea, we started it 10 years ago to generate just some spirit amongst the kids. You very rarely, you know, you have different sports playing different days and different times. And this was a way of getting everybody at night to see each other, support their classmates. And honestly, it's probably maybe the best thing I've ever been involved in, to see the spirit and the citizenship just supporting a great cause. Davis under center. Three minutes to go. Takes the snap, hands it off to DeFabio. He's got a big hole, crosses the 30, 20, 15. No one's going to catch him again. Touchdown, Marple Newtown, Austin DeFabio, leaving his mark heading into next season. You said it right, Greg. Leaving his mark, uh, he is doing as he takes another sweet play to the outside for a Tigers touchdown. The senior doing a great job tonight, as he's done late in the season, and the Tigers are up 32-14 late in the fourth quarter, pending an extra point. 2.50 to go, and, and Dennis, are you going to hang with us through the end of the game, or do you have to go? No, I'm fine. Okay. Guys, yeah. Well, we're fine with having you through the end of the game. No problem there. 2.50 to go. Pizzotti, his extra point is good. That makes it 33-14. to Marple, 2.50 to go. We'll be back with more in a moment. You're listening to Marple Newtown Football on the Tigers Radio Network. Are you tired of having a catered party with the same old food? Well, Mark Anthony's Paisano's at 105 West Eagle Road in Havertown, PA brings the pizza shop to your party location. The pizza ovens, grills, fires, and snow cone machine make your party the talk of the town for weeks. Mark and his staff make the pizzas, steaks, wings, and more right on site for your guests to enjoy fresh and hot. And they even top it off with funnel cake and snow cones. Call them today at 610-449-6959 for your birthday party, graduation party, or any other special events. Also, like them on Facebook. And don't forget to visit their store on Eagle Road in Havertown to grab a bite to eat from their large and unique menu. You're treated like a friend at Mark Anthony's Paisanos. Greg Pecco, Steve Reynolds, Dennis Reardon here with you. 2.50 to go. Tigers lead 33-14, final game of the season. Nick Pizzotti set to kick off. Pizzotti's kick. This one is a high end-over-end kick. Far side of the field at the 18, picked up by Pencrest. Running up the middle of the field is number 32, Joe Volsiak. And he brought down around the 49. Best going to Fabio in on the tackle. And once again, Pencrest getting great starting field position uh, late here in the fourth quarter. And Dennis, we were talking about the Potter Cup before the break, and, and you mentioned the camaraderie between the school, not only the, the students of Paxson Hollow and Haverford's Middle Schools, but the two schools in general. I, growing up in the area, a lot of rivalries. Uh, Ridley Interboro is, is the one I'm familiar with. You guys are Marple and Haverford and Marple and Conestoga. One thing I've noticed is generally the kids now have a different 
relationship than they did when I was younger. It was rivalry, and you didn't really talk to people from Interborough. Nowadays, the schools interact, the kids know each other, and they're very familiar with one another. They are much nicer, so I guess we're better parents than we were better kids. <laughs> Donnelly looking to throw, and now he's under pressure, going to have to step up. He gets the cross, the first down marker and picks up about 12 on the play. And Go ahead. Tell you a neat story about the Potter Cup when we first started it. We had it at Paxton Hollow. We had no idea what we were really getting ourselves into. Uh, first year, it was a spirited event. We had great turnout. Second year, we were looking to pair it up with a charity. And I had read online where Alex Scott, um, her goal before passing was to raise a million dollars for pediatric cancer research. And at the time, she had raised $750,000. So I had gone to the kids and said, what a great idea for kids helping other kids. And as it turns out, she unfortunately passed shortly thereafter. Donnelly looking to throw under pressure again. He's going to step up and take off, and he gets run out of bounds close to a first down. And we had a pep rally that year, and her mother had come, and she was a speaker to the kids in the uh, in the gymnasium that day. And uh, she was moved to tears. And one of the workers with Alex's Lemonade Stand said to me, she's like, you have no idea what that means we've been doing different fundraisers and all that since alex was sick and after she had passed and they'd never seen her cry but she was so moved by the enthusiasm that our kids and the haverford kids showed towards her cause that she actually broke down and cried right in front of them second down and one for donnelly and the lions here from the tiger 30 shotgun for donnelly Donnelly looking to throw, looks to throw near side of the field, incomplete out of the hands. And as you mentioned, Dennis, uh, you know, an impactful moment for Alex's mother, especially when you consider the, I guess, I don't want to call it fame, but the instant notoriety that that charity gained is if you think about a fleet Alex, the, the Kentucky Derby horse, who, who kind of picked up on that as well. And, and yet it's these school kids that made the biggest impact on that. It's it's quite amazing um, to think that a, a young girl in, I believe, seven years, seven and a half years maybe, made such an impact on the world. We, we could all strive to make, you know, a tenth of what she did. Now you can't go anywhere at certain times of the year without seeing Alex's lemonade stand benefits. Donnelly hands off to Butt Tips, and he goes for maybe a first down across the 29. Hey, I have to tell you too, Greg, one of the nice things here, is I'm standing here in the booth. I'm surrounded by three alum here between the infamous Sam Snyderman and you got Steve over here sounding like Mike Quick uh, as the color guy. And then the voice of the Tigers, Jim, just to bring, see these guys come back and, and have, have that passion for their alma mater. You know, I'm just the keeper of the chair here. The, this is what these guys, it's all about these guys and, and the kids that come through Marble Newtown. And when they come back and have passion for their school, that makes, makes me feel like I did something here. First down and 10. Donnelly looking to throw, and it is almost picked off. Two Tigers run into each other, and it is DeFabio and White. They both appear to be a little shaken up on the play here. And uh, Dennis, you mentioned Steve and Jim are alumni, and one of the things coming in from, from my perspective as an outsider is, is, is kind of what you mentioned. Everybody kind of coming back and doing things for the community, for their school, and that's kind of what builds upon, you know, bigger and better things down the road correct and coach junt is a big piece of that too because he he's been here for a, a long period of time now and he's built a program and guys come back and they see him and they support the program and, and they the same values that 
that Steve's crew played with and Sam Sam's group played with, they're still being out here in in this program. So you know they feel like they're still a part of it. Second down and ten for Marple or for Pencrest, excuse me, from the Marple twenty-eight. Donnelly looking to throw 115 to go in the game. Donnelly's going to throw a fade route intended for Trusty. He makes the grab, and then it's knocked out of his hands on the far side of the field, and it's incomplete. Great play by right there by Binder coming across and popping the ball out. Looked like that was going to be a touchdown from Donnelly to Trusty, uh, but incomplete pass, and uh, looks like brings up a third down for Pencrest. And back to... Uh, Dennis, as you were saying, Coach Junta um, has done a great job here, became the winningest coach this season with a win over Lower Marion uh, earlier in the season. And, um, you know, I had the opportunity to play for him and uh, just, you know, talk a little about Coach Junta and what he's meant to this program. Number one, Steve, is the consistency. Um, he's the same guy day in and day out. And as you know, he, he has high standards for the kids. And, and, and he's so... He cares so much and puts a good program in place for everybody and rallies the troops, and it's just they put out solid effort all the time. Donnelly out of the shotgun, four wide receiver set, third down. Donnelly looks to throw far side of the field. It is caught on the far side, close to a first down by number 10, Clay Anderson. Steve, I'll tell you a funny story about Coach Shunta is you would know this being on the inside, but people see the offense that we run, and they, they look at it as being predictable. Because if you turn on your TV on Saturday or Sunday, you're seeing people throw the ball all over the football field. After last week's game versus Springfield being tightly contested game, I was on the phone with the Springfield athletic director, and he told me, and I, I kind of found this to be, I, I wouldn't even have expected this. Um, he told me that their defensive coordinator thinks that Coach Junta is the best play caller in the league, that he has a hard time preparing for the plays that he's going to call. So while we run the ball a lot, I guess his point is he sets up each run and then sets up the pass in order to make it work. And, and like I said, I think I didn't even realize that it was that in-depth in terms of his knowledge of the offense and, and his kids execute with such precision. You're absolutely right. Uh, the wing tee is itself a hard offense to play against. I mean, I, I hated playing against Strathaven. Just, well, in fact, defending uh, a wing tee offense but as you said, he does a great job mixing up pass and run, especially when you have a great quarterback, small quarterback like Tommy Davis. But I can see where he, the defensive coordinator is saying that, how it's hard to defend uh, an offense just like that. And, and when Tommy grows up a little more next year and has a year under his belt, imagine he can diversify it a little more and become even more of a threat to the offense. Donnelly under center on fourth down and short. He's going to keep it himself. He crosses the line of scrimmage, should have a first down here with 53 seconds to go here. And the Tigers also going to get back Mike White, who was injured. They uh, limited to just defense now, but he was a leading rusher on pace for a thousand yards this season. So they'll have him back. And Binder has been running the ball great the second half of the year, and he's got some athletes on that freshman team. You watch, you'll see someone playing varsity. And it was uh, junior varsity. They were undefeated for a portion of the season. Junior varsity ha did, and what ultimately happens is once we get beset by injuries on the JV, our numbers are, are, are not what, that great. Hurt. So then they start struggling because they're really running out a few guys but they, they're competitive all the time Pencrest does go into the end zone on that last play here and it'll be 33 to 20 with 45 seconds to go here Gonzalez on to kick 
Low snap, kick is up and good though from Gonzalez. We will step aside with a score 33 to 21. We'll be back in one moment to wrap this thing up with 42 seconds left. Greg Pecco, Steve Reynolds, and Athletic Director Dennis Reardon. Going to the game this weekend? Yeah, I'm on the team. <laughs> Good one. Get in here, son. You make this, and everybody's going to know your name, Stevens. It's Smith, sir. Exactly. No one cares who the kicker is until you need it. Kind of like car insurance. Are you in good hands? Hey, football fans, call Allstate agent David Monroe at 610-359-1244 today. Subject to availability and qualifications, Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company, Northbrook, Illinois. Greg Pecco, Steve Reynolds, Athletic Director Dennis Reardon here. 42 seconds to go. And Dennis, uh, you know, spent all year with the guy to my right here, Steve. Uh, we know him as a, as a good guy, good personality. Do you have any uh, Steve stories for us? What I can tell you is... In my six years here at the high school, Steve is one of the most passionate guys about Marple Newtown. Um, he has, when he was here, he just loved being a part of the program. His brother was a coach at the time, and you can just see how much he wants to be a part of this. I mean, he, it's a great pleasure to see him. Gonzalez onside kick. Marple steps in front of it. Looks like they have it. That should wrap this thing up and put it on ice with 41 seconds to go and a 12-point lead here. And uh, hey, uh, you know what, Greg? Now that you, as uh, I had a chance to think, I do have a pretty good story. I'm driving in for the first game of year. We moved to Downingtown a couple of years ago, and I'm driving down Westchester Pike, and there's a pile up in front of me, and I get hit. So I pull over to the side of the road, and I'm saying, I'm going to be late for show up for the game. And who pulls up beside me? Hey, Mr. Reardon, you need a ride. It's Steve Reynolds. So I got to give him some props for that. Uh, that's we, funny. I, I have not known Steve to be shy in my uh, year and a half of knowing him, that's for sure, and I can definitely see him doing that. I don't think he can even spell shy. Now, now he, he has, now he has that beautiful Cadillac, <laughs> and he won't let anybody in it. <laughs> Tommy Davis kneels with 30 seconds to go in this one. Um, it's been a heck of a season. De- Dennis, you, earlier you talked about the program and, and you know what we do, but, but without the support from from yourself and and the school district allowing us to come in here and do it every every football game that we can uh, we really do appreciate that opportunity it's something that uh i've enjoyed doing the last uh i've been involved now five years since 2008 um as as play-by-play for the last two and before that different roles and, and steve i know has had a great time in the last year i think Right. Uh, definitely, yeah. We so, appreciate this, and we do appreciate uh, it, Dennis. We, uh, before we let you go, I just want to say, you know, thank you for letting us do this, Tigers Radio Network. And ever since you come to Marple Newtown, hear nothing but praise. You know, bringing the six pillars of, uh, um, you know, raising the bar and all that. Just the mentality you brought here has really done a good, uh, great thing for these student athletes. Well, I appreciate that. Not, you know, I appreciate what you guys do, and most importantly, all I try to do is salute the efforts of our kids. And guys like you, you guys add to what goes on here. My job's easy. I just have to promote all the great things that go on here. So I appreciate it. You guys, I wish you the best of luck. Thank and you. And next too. year we'll see you in the playoffs. And, and one, one last thing. I understand you guys got a pretty cool uh, baseball stadium in the works here. That's what we're hoping for. Uh, we have to dot some I's and cross some T's on that. But I know we have a, a committed group to try to get that done. Well, that's that's great to hear. And we appreciate it. And, and thanks for stopping in for the last uh, you know quarter and a half and, and enjoyed it. Sure. And the folks at home are happy. This is uh, radio and they're not watching Sam Snyderman dance in the booth here. <laughs> but on that note, I'll sign off. Thanks, guys. Well, we'll, we'll say goodbye to Dennis. We'll come back here. It's the end of the football game. Marple wins their final game of the season, 33-21. to We'll be back with a short recap in just a moment. You're listening to Marple Newtown Football on the Tigers Radio Network. 
Hey, Tigers fans, did you know that only the Philly Pretzel Factory can make the Philadelphia Pretzel? Because they have authentic, genuine quality of a Philly Pretzel. They're always hot, always fresh, always a great deal. When I go to the Philly Pretzel Factory, I know I'm eating the original Philly soft pretzel. Bring them to a sporting event, a work party, even for a quick snack, and you can be sure that the Philly Pretzel Factory will deliver a pretzel of great taste and value. Stop in today at any of their locations, including Broomall, Springfield, Folsom, and Bryn Mawr. Or visit their website at phillypretzelfactory.com for a complete listing of locations in the Delaware Valley. And remember, if it's not from the Philly Pretzel Factory, it's not a real pretzel. This is the Tigers Radio Network, and you're listening to exclusive coverage of the Marble Newtown Tigers on www.marblenewtownfootball.com. Greg Pecco, Steve Reynolds here with you. End of the Marple Newtown football season. Steve, the the end of our long, well, short, strange trip here, I guess you could say, as we've had a, an interesting season, a, a good season, a successful season in terms of an improvement we saw throughout the season from this squad. Without a doubt. They started out, uh, you know, first game of the season, played a good uh, playoff team, Academy Park, and then, you know, struggled throughout the season, played, as we talked about, me and Dennis, Haverford, Springfield, tough. You know, they started out one and four and, and finished five and five in the Central League, five and six overall. So they finished strong, and that's what Coach Junta, Coach Alonzo teams do. They, you know, they stick together, they finish strong, and these core guys, these juniors, and especially these seniors, did a very good job this season just to finish strong, and my hat goes off to the coaching staff and uh, all these players out here on a, finishing the season on such a great note. And as you mentioned, finishing the season on a great note, we have some young guys next season. Tommy Davis we talked about with Athletic Director Dennis Reardon. I do want to thank him for coming in and once again thank him for allowing us to, to do this because I really do enjoy it. I had a heck of a season, enjoyed it. Uh, with with you at my side, I, l- I look forward to next season. I'm assuming you're, uh, you're you're willing to come back at this point. I'm, I'm all in. I, I, you know, <laughs> I had a great year with you, Greg. Uh, you know, we did a couple games during the basketball season, so we got our feet wet there. So, and this football season, uh, you know, great time. I just want to say thank you to Sam Snyderman for uh, giving us the stats all season long, and for Jim Allsman for giving us the opportunity, especially me giving me the opportunity to be a part of this set. And um, you know, I I love these guys. I love you guys. Not to sound too, uh, you All right, know, too Owens. emotional, All right, but Terrell Owens. you know, I love the <laughs> Tigers radio network. <laughs> oh man, as you mentioned, uh, you know, Sam, thank him for the stats, but also for uh, keeping it light in the booth here uh, during commercial breaks. And <laughs> want to thank uh, executive producer Jim Allsman as well for everything he does. Uh, he goes above and beyond. Uh, goes out there and works. It, you won't believe the amount of work. It, it, it may seem like a, a rather small broadcast, but there is a lot of work that goes into this, and, and Jim does the lion's share of it and then some. So it, it's been it's been his baby. He's grown it. We've kind of just been here to help out from from the beginning. So uh, we're looking forward to every uh, to next season. And I uh, I want to mention you know thank you to our listeners. Thank you to all of our sponsors uh, that we have. You guys have been great for the last couple of years. Those that have been with us and, and our new sponsors as well. Thank all of you for that, and we uh, we do appreciate it as it helps keep this thing going. This technology doesn't come about uh, out of thin air, there, Steve. You got that right, Greg. Um, I appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate the opportunity once again, and I look forward to this this team next season. The young guys coming back, especially Tommy Davis, Mike White, and the core group of guys. And uh, 
Thanks again. Well, we will see all of you next season. The Tigers Radio Network's first broadcast of 2013 will be at a 7 p.m. kickoff on Friday, August 30th, 2013, when the Tigers play host to the visiting Knights of Academy Park High School on the campus of Marple Newtown High School in Newtown Square, Pennsylvania. Live coverage of that game will be provided by the Tigers Radio Network and heard exclusively on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. You can read more about this game and get coverage of the entire 2012 season on marplenewtownfootball.com. Like us on Facebook at marplenewtownfootball and follow us on Twitter at at MNTigers. Color commentator and engineer Steve Reynolds, statistician Sam Snyderman, game clock operator the great Frank Rufo, head football coach Ray Junta, assistant principal and athletic director Dennis Reardon, and the man, the myth, the legend, the voice of the Tigers, executive producer Jim Allsman. For Jim Allsman, Steve Reynolds, and Sam Snyderman, I'm Greg Pecco. Thank you for listening to the Tigers Radio Network, powered by EasyStream on MarpleNewtownFootball.com. Thank you for listening to the Tigers Radio Network, powered by EasyStream, and heard exclusively on MarpleNewtownFootball.com. This presentation of the Tigers Radio Network has been brought to you by the Advanced Chiropractic Center, the Monroe Agency of Allstate Insurance, Burlap and Bean, Mark Anthony's Paisanos, the Philly Pretzel Factory, Sprawl Lanes, and Zach's Hamburgers. Be sure to follow us online at MarpleNewtownFootball.com, on Facebook at MarpleNewtownFootball, and on Twitter at MNTigers. The Marple Newtown Football Boosters Club and the Tigers Radio Network appreciate your listenership. Go Tigers!